Hey guys, thanks again for stopping by. Really glad to have you here with me. I just wanted to talk a little bit about this whole situation. <clears throat> I guess just came back from the dollar store, and I couldn't believe that last time I was there picking up some items for cleaning my vehicle here, my truck, last time I was there, the whole aisle of toilet paper was gone. Paper towels as well. And um, and napkins, I believe, too, were kind of missing. So people were just buying anything they could find on the shelf. Now, this kind of drives me crazy because, as I said in the previous post, I believe that this is being pushed by the media. It's just being pushed way too far. For those of you who are old enough to remember, and those would be people my age or a little older, back during the Bush presidency, George uh, W. Bush, after 9-11 happened, when we went into these different countries, if you remember, the news media was telling us every single day just how many soldiers were killed. This many soldiers were killed today. This many soldiers were killed this weekend. This one, this is how many were killed this month. And don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying the death of our soldiers. Far from it. But they were making their death political. They were trying to prove that our president was not a good president because soldiers were dying. Now, in my mind, the reason why our soldiers are dying is because we don't go to war anymore. When we go to war, which we do not declare it a war, we just kind of send people places, we try not to kill innocent civilians. And I'm not saying that we should try to kill innocent civilians. However, when you go to war, you don't go to war to win hearts and minds. Going to war means you are going to kill people. You're going to kill people, you're going to destroy property, and you're going to try and demoralize, you're going to try and insult, you're going to try and defeat the will of the people. You have to break their will to fight. You know, if you look back at what happened with the Japanese, we bombed the Japanese the first with the first nuclear bomb. And the way I understand, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a quite a long time from the first bomb to the second bomb. And they thought that we had another one ready to go, a third one. The way I understand from what I've read, we didn't have a third bomb ready to go. But in time, the Japanese surrendered. We had broken their will to fight. And for those of you who enjoy history, I'm never claiming to be a history buff, but the thing about Japan was they were willing to fight to the death, as is evident with their kamikaze uh, pilots, and they were going to continue doing those kamikaze dive bomb raids and things of that sort until either they won or they had no one left. That is what they had planned to do. We broke their will to fight. What I was trying to get at with this whole comment, this whole dialogue, is the fact that we have a news media now that is pushing this virus, and they're making it seem as though this is the worst thing that's happened in our lifetime. Now, I have an aunt, my Aunt Dorothy, for those of you who know me, and I was speaking to her on Sunday afternoon after church, and she told me that in all her years, she has never seen anything like this. You have people out there acting like this is the Great Depression, like 
the, the world is coming to an end. And you have other people out there, like I said, buying up the toilet paper, buying up food, they're buying up milk and drinks and, and, and all these things. And they're just panicking. You have people who are downright panicking. They're acting as though if they don't get gasoline, I saw, um, I have to add this in, I saw that up in, I believe it was uh, Star City at one of the Sheets, rest, or the Sheets gas stations, they were completely out of fuel. People were showing up, filling up their cars, and then filling up four or five, six gallon or uh, four or five uh, jugs of of gasoline. You know, it, this is why we have issues. One of the things that really got me upset, and I can't remember if I said this in the last podcast, but I'm going to say it again, even if I did, because it's a great point. Those of you who might not be aware of this, there is a fact. And that fact is that you are better off to wash your hands with soap and water for 20 to 30 seconds than you are to use those little bottles of uh, sanitizer. The water and the soap works better. It's more effective than that sanitizer is. But once again, we see people out buying sanitizer left and right. Now, here's the problem. If you have people who are legitimately sick, I'm not talking about people my age. I'm not talking about the millennials. I'm not talking about younger people when I, I consider anybody under about 60 to 65 to be younger. I mean, you <laughs> at this day and age, you know, it's nothing for people to live into their 80s and 90s. It's, it's not unheard of at all. So, you know, we have to redefine what young is. I know people here in 50 and 60 year old uh, people who are 50 and 60 year olds are in great shape. They're, you know, they're in some of the best shape of their life. You know, they're out there walking, exercising, uh, living life and enjoying it. But my point is we have people who are perfectly healthy, who are going out and buying up all the sanitizer. Now, if you have cancer or someone in your family is dealing with cancer, perhaps they have, you know, it could be AIDS. It could be anything that has to do with an immune system being weak, being, um, you know, being anything less than a hundred percent, they need that sanitizer. They need that soap. They need these things. And what you're doing when you panic and you go out and you do this and you just buy everything in sight because you're scared to death, then you're taking it from the people who actually might need it. Think about other people a little bit, guys. We really need to, because this is getting absurd. And whenever I say think about other people, this is what also comes to mind. There are a lot of people out there who maybe they're not in their 80s, but they're in their 60s and 70s. We have people who are retired who have a substantial amount of money in the stock market. You know, I've dabbled in the stock market a little bit myself. I have some retirement funds, not a whole lot, but a few. And even I have seen about a $10,000 hit in my uh, in my plan. And that's just here recently that I don't think that even, uh, takes into a, a f- account the fact that we had a 3000 point drop today alone. But, you know, we have people out there who have money in, in their stock market, in their retirement funds, their 401ks. And we are so willing to get scared to death over this whole situation that we're just going to quit living life. Sunday night after church, I decided to go out and grab something for dinner. So I went to a restaurant that I really like, and I just don't go to it a lot, but I decided I'd go anyway. And that's Say Boys here in Fairmont, West Virginia. 
Now, Say Boys usually on Sunday evenings, I've been there a few times and it's usually completely packed. Now, they do close not too long after our services, but still, it's almost hard to find a place to sit in there. It's completely full. And on Sunday night, last night, when I was there, there were only two other tables that were being used other than the one that I was at. The table I was sitting at and about two others. And that's it. And that whole store. Now, that waitress, you imagine, I don't know what she makes per hour. I'd venture to say if she's a waitress, she probably only makes 2 and a half to $3 an hour plus tips, possibly. So think of all these people that are missing out on making the money that they need to survive to get by because people are so afraid of going out to eat. They're so afraid of living life. Folks, this virus is not the bubonic plague. If you even come in contact with this virus, it's not going to kill you. Statistically, you're better, you have better chances of being struck by lightning than to die from this. But yet, for some reason, we're acting as though it's the worst thing that's ever happened. I think I already told you all about the fact that I was so afraid of needles that that kept me from going into the military. Now, of course, you know, I am a bigger guy. My weight probably has something to do with that as well. But I was so afraid of going into the military because of those, you know, getting needles, getting those, uh, the air gun. You know, my grandpa Ice, uh, he was actually my step-grandfather, but he was a great man and he was, he was a grandpa to me. And that's all that matters. He went into the Navy and he told me, even whenever he went in, that when you walked through that line, when you were getting your immunizations, you just put your hat down and you just walked forward and step by step, you made it through there and they just get you in each arm. And to me, that sounds like torture, but it's not the end of the world. And now that I'm 36 years old, I can see that I was so afraid of something that was really nothing at all. It was nothing at all. And that is exactly how I see this. So here's what I want to ask you to do. Wash your hands. Absolutely, guys, we need to wash our hands. Absolutely. Men, when you go to the restroom, please wash your hands. Even if you're touching nothing other than yourself, going into the restroom, wash your hands. It's very simple. I can't tell you how many men I've seen in the bathroom that leave without washing their hands. It's nasty, it's gross, it's sick, and it's ridiculous. There's no reason for it. But wash your hands, and let's go out and let's eat. Let's go out and let's buy you know, things that we need. Let's buy things that we want. Let's spend money. Let's go. Let's live life. Quit letting the news tell you how you should live. Now, if you're afraid of getting uh, someone who you love sick, if perhaps you have a grandparent or a, someone in your life who who has the compromised immune system, then sure, you know, take care of them, buy them what they need, give them space, Make sure you don't get them sick if perhaps you're not filling up to, up to par. But guys, don't quit living your life. Don't be so afraid of, of this virus that it just completely shuts you down and makes you forget about life. There is so much more to life than worrying about what could happen. I almost wish somebody would just sneak in here and give me the virus so it could be over with because it's really not that big of a deal. I've had a cold before. I've had pneumonia before. I've been in the ICU for like six days with a horrible infection that almost killed me. But you know what? I'm not going to let any of that scare me. I'm not going to let that hold me back, and neither should you. So guys, I just want to say thank you for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit, and thanks for letting me vent. 
This whole situation has just gotten me so upset because it's really not nearly as big of a deal. It is not as big as a deal of a deal as what they are making it out to be. We are perfectly safe. We're not all going to die. And like I said in the last podcast, if you're afraid of dying, then perhaps you need to get your life in order. But I would say that to someone who's perfectly healthy. We all are going to, you know, we're going to die someday. We're all terminal. From the moment you're born, you're you're on your way towards death. I know that's a morbid way to look at it, but we're all going to die. The fact of the matter is, where are you going afterwards? This life is nothing. The Bible tells us that this life is like a vapor that's here for a while and vanishes away. What are you doing? What am I doing? That's a great question, too, because, you know, this is an opportunity to be a little bit in, intros, uh, introspective here. What am I doing? Am I living the life that I should? Are you living the life that you should? Uh, before I go, let me just say this. We did a few things at church this past Sunday to try and make things a little bit safer, a little bit better for people who are worrying because we do need to take into consideration that people might be afraid. And I'm not knocking anyone for being afraid. I'm knocking people for panicking, but not for being afraid. But we did something that I've been looking forward to doing, and and that is I set up a, uh, I set up my iPad there. Sorry, I couldn't think of what it was called. I set up my iPad there in the aisle, and we recorded our morning and evening services. The morning service, whenever I checked in the evening how many views it had, there were over 180. And the evening, before the before it was even over, had about 58 views. So you imagine how many lives were touched in some way by hearing the word, by hearing the singing, by hearing uh, Michael gave a Michael Carpenter gave a great talk at the table for the communion on uh, on Sunday. So you know there are so many opportunities that we have with things of that sort. And I will say this: the Democrats, I think it might have been Ron uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He said something that I was not a fan of, but I completely understand what he's saying. And that is this. You never let a crisis go to waste. Now, I don't think that just because people were afraid, that means that we should stuff a bill in Congress with all sorts of pork barrel spending and things of that sort. But I do think that whenever there are opportunities for us to become better people, when there are opportunities for us to do things that maybe we were afraid to do before, whenever those opportunities to uh, present themselves, we should get on those and really focus on trying to make it through. So now we have videotaped or uh, you know broadcasted two services, and I'm looking forward to doing this from now on. And I'm going to try and figure out a way to do it better. So guys, if you are available on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings or Wednesday evenings, I'd love for you to come and join us at Oakwood Road Church of Christ. You'd be welcome and I'd love to have you there. And if you want to see what it's about, feel free to watch the uh, podcast or the video. Um, (laughs) This is the podcast. Feel free to watch the broadcast. I will have it on my Facebook page. So find me, Kevin Blaney, on Facebook and watch that page on Sundays, and I will have it on there for you. So guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining. Hope you're all having a good week so far. Uh, I know it's just getting started, but it'll be over before you know it. So guys, take care, 
And uh, make sure you like and share this podcast if you would. And let me know if you have any questions. I'd love to answer them for you. Take care, guys, and stay safe. Bye-bye.